0: Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today, we're discussing one of my favorite topics collaborations and how you can scale your business through partnerships. And I love this topic so much because business is a team sport. And one of my all-time favorite African proverbs says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So today we're going together and I am joined by the fabulous Lisa Sweeney, who is the CEO of Business in Heels. Welcome to Basic Bananas Radio, Lisa. It's so great to have you here.
0: Oh, It's wonderful to be here finally with you. I know,
1: I was going to say we had to reschedule a few times because of all sorts of different circumstances, but I'm so happy we're finally talking. And today we're going to talk about how to scale through collaborations. And obviously you as the CEO of Business in Heels, you do a lot of collaborations and one such collaboration is with Basic Bananas. And so I thought maybe we talk a little bit about about how to collaborate and even how to find partners. So I'll just let you share from the bottom of your heart and we'll see where we go from there. Okay. Maybe we stay at the bottom of the heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a plan. And look, I think collaboration for many business owners is the best way to possibly grow. You know, you don't have to be this salesy person. I think many of us, you know, as business owners actually fear the idea of being a salesy person. And so collaboration is all about finding people who've got the same clients as you have, right? And so together you can be upstream or downstream of them. And the idea is together, if you've got common values, you can work on um, sharing your services to clients that you know somebody else has got. And and as you build up the relationship and you know and trust one another, you kind of know that the other person, you collaborate is going to do a great job. So if they're talking to, you know, somebody who says, gosh, I really need some marketing skills, you know, and then I would refer them over to you, it's, it's perfect, right? Because then we actually have this great communication where we're fulfilling exactly what the client needs and I'm selling you but not me. <laughs> and so I don't have this horrible feeling of being that used car salesman where I'm out on the street flogging what I'm doing, which I think so many business owners really dislike. Don't you
1: think? Yeah. So it's basically about just solving people's problems and, and adding value by having almost like a network that you can tap into. I think that's something you guys do really well also at business in heels. So, so that's sort of the why behind collaborations. Now I think a question that our listeners and a lot of them are business owners would ask is, how do you find mm. a partner and, and what are even the criteria? And one criteria you already mentioned, <coughs> is that's the dog here in the background is they need to have the same audience what other criteria do we have
0: well I think if we um, start a little bit about what's the obvious collaborators and so quite often no matter what your business is there'll be people that deal with your clients upstream and downstream of you so if for example you're selling insurance to somebody and it might be to do with a house or something new that they've purchased, then there's real estate agents, there's accountants, there's lawyers all upstream of you. There might be conveyances downstream of you. So these are the sort of people that are the obvious ones because maybe in doing the house purchase, everybody's working on the same thing. And so it's a logical thing to say, hey, you know, have you got your conveyancing sorted out? Because I know this person who will do a really great job for you. So that. The obvious is often um, to do with an event or uh, a purchase or some, some key thing. The less obvious is to try and find those collaborators that work with your clients, maybe because of their demographic. So it might be um, young families. And so young families need a whole lot of different services And it it could be anything from childminding to home delivery, right? There's a whole lot of different services that people need. If you look at affluent um, clients, you know, it could be that somebody is doing the pool cleaning and another person might be making jewellery for them, but they've all still got the same clients. And so the key thing is trying to identify and understand your target market. I think if you do that, then the collaborators that you can potentially find... Um, fall out of really understanding who services that market and it could be you know all sorts of things as I said from end to end from high end if you're talking about affluent high end jewelry high end travel high end um, car dealerships all the way through to nice restaurants Um, So what is it that those people do in their day-to-day thing and where would you find other likely businesses? And so when you're out and about and networking and talking to people, it's those sort of um, cues that you listen for to think, oh, wow, you've clearly got the same clients as me. Maybe we can sit down and have a chat. And so coming back to your next question, which was then how do you decide if you're a good fit, well, then you need to start putting some of your values out. And quite often it's an interesting one because I think a lot of people have never really explored what their key values are. And so actually taking that little bit of time to sit down and think, what are my values? Do I really value people that do what they say they're going to do? Do I really value people that are open, honest? How would I find out who's like that? Right? And so, then you maybe go and have a coffee date with them and you sit down, you might be having great chat about various things. And at the end of it, you might then agree that you're going to follow up on a couple of things, make sure there's a couple of things to follow up on. Well, immediately, if the other person doesn't follow up, you know that they're not going to do what they said they're going to do. Um, And so making sure you've got those sort of criteria in the conversation, you can find out what Some of their values are and whether they're aligned with you. It's more what they do than what they say, because at the end of it, um, business is all about actions. And if you really want to trust somebody and you're talking about referring maybe one of your clients, you don't want them to have a bad experience. Um, And other things that many people will do is actually try um, people's services too themselves just so they've got their own personal experience but that's not always necessary and if you're really growing through collaboration you may not have time to stop and do business with everybody individually you need to develop techniques to um, understand about values but you know Francisca from your perspective when you're talking to other people to collaborate with what do you look for?
1: Yes I love I love I'll, I'll answer your question in a minute but I just love there's so much gold in there and I assume our listeners here are taking note and I love especially the two distinctions also that you shared on how to find partners and partnerships one is the upstream downstream that you mentioned so basically looking at the whole spectrum of where do people buy before you and where do people buy after you. And then also in terms of demographics, so what, where else do these people go and what else do they need from what other businesses do they work with? So that's super helpful. That's the way that we go about it too. And then the values-based approach, I think, is so, so, so important. Now, to answer your question, how we go about it is pretty much the same way. One thing, and I'll, answer, I'll ask you the same question here too, one thing that we also do is we don't do too many partnerships so we only do a very select few partnerships because they do take nurturing and we find that you it's it's almost more helpful if you have a select few but really good ones and you look after them and you help them instead of having a lot a lot and it's sort of done half heartedly do you feel the same way with
0: yeah I totally agree and look you know the ultimate partnership is almost like a marriage, you know, because you're actually sharing with people a lot about what you're doing, what's coming up, um, you know, what's worked, what hasn't worked. It's equally important when you're collaborating with people to know who doesn't work for them as much as who does because the last thing you want to do is be referring people to somebody and finding out that really um, you've created a whole lot of headaches for your collaborator. Um, So... You know, and that all takes great communication and really good knowledge and, and understanding, you know, to make that work. And so, uh, I'll give you an example. We have a really great collaboration with an international organization called WeConnect, and WeConnect actually work with corporates to certify women-owned and women-led businesses, so that they can then pitch to corporates. So they kind of do the certification, and but it's not for every business. Not every women owned and women led businesses up to pitching to corporates in fact it's quite expensive to do so you can't we don't want to be referring people to go and pay money to get certified if they're not in the good position to actually be ready for it and um, by the same token they've also got to have certain criteria and again you don't want to be referring the wrong People to reconnect because not everybody's right for it. And a lot of people have dreams of pitching to corporates, right? And so, you know, it's like, wow, I've made it. I'm pitching to corporates. I've got this like million dollar contract. And that's not how it works. And so, trying to give people that sense of reality check in there and so that they don't go and spend a whole lot of money before they're ready to do so. So, I think, you know, those sort of partnerships are really fantastic and they provide lots of opportunities for different people. But really understanding the nuances of the partnership, I think, is really important.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now, a lot of our listeners may be thinking, okay, so I have a few businesses or a few people that I would like to approach that I think, oh, this would be a good partnership. And, of course, as we mentioned, it has to be very beneficial for both sides and also for both audiences, how do you then usually approach them? What's sort of the next step? I mean, I mean, in our case, we got introduced by one of our customers who also works with Business in Heels.
0: Yes, which is in some ways is the perfect referral because we both trust her. And so therefore our likelihood of trust is much higher. So in a situation where you're actually meeting someone for the first time and you don't have that, trusted intermediary then you need to actually go through and build up the trust and I think taking things slowly is really important and as I said before creating those opportunities where you can both step up to the mark and prove that you'll do what you say you're going to do is what helps build the trust and so maybe you might decide that you're going to put on a workshop together maybe you know together your expertise might be able to pitch to your clients better or maybe it's um, you know, in just doing the one or two referrals. So most people will start with something that they think is is relevant, but you you need to go through and tick those boxes that make you think, right, this person is the right one. So you need to do the first exploration. Are you the right person for me? Yes, you seem to be right on the, the surface. So now what are a couple of small things that we can try just to prove that we are trustworthy to one another? And then you might go into a bigger relationship. And so interestingly, um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So one of our members came to a networking soiree the other night and it was a really fun evening and everybody, we did a little bit of speed networking everyone caught up and she came to me the next day. She's recently just started a business. Very excited. I met this amazing person. We seem to have all the same values. She wants to go into partnership with me on a business. And I said to her, wow, like, that's that's quick. I said to you do understand that partnerships, like a business owner partnerships, are like a marriage and that you really want to know somebody very well before you actually in, embark on something like that. And she went, Oh, and so anyway, we're having this conversation. So, you know, I think um what we're discussing and the continuum of like from I've just met you and we might share. People to I'm actually going to sign a financial legal document agreement and hock the house with you um, are, are very different ends of the scale. And I guess <laughs> yeah. there's a long way that you want to kind of travel in between with that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and and I guess sometimes people get a bit overexcited without qualifying the partnerships too much. This question might be a bit out of the blue or, or you might even say this is not really something that that you have been doing. But I'm just thinking... If somebody wants to approach a bigger organization, let's say, you know, a corporation actually pitching to a corporate, like, you know, you have a partnership with someone who, who helps with that, how would you go about it? You don't know the person, you don't even know who within the organization you need to talk to just yet. What What would be the steps?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. And we actually do do a lot of this. So first of all, you've got to find out who's the right person to talk to. Um, and so we're talking about pitching to corporates and largely it's the procurement officers. That's the great place to start. And quite often they are intermediaries. They will actually then hive you off around the organisation if you are the right, if they think that you're a good person to do business with them. Um, and just probably to touch base on this, because I think it's maybe relevant to some of your, um, your community, there are a number of easy ways into that. So pitching to corporates is not easy, right? It's time consuming. It's hard to find the right person. But if you're an Indigenous company, a social trader or a women-owned and women-led business, you can get a foot in the door quite quickly by becoming certified to any one of those because the corporates now all have KPIs that they will do a percentage of their business with any of those groups. And I think at the moment, it's rare, right, that women-owned businesses get a a, a go-ahead for anything. So this is Mm. nice. It's just that, um, and so we have pitch days. So there's a day where you actually can meet 10 of them in one go. Now, normally... If we were talking about, okay, I'm going to find the procurement officer, I'm going to try and make contact with them, I'm going to try and get a meeting. It could be two or three months, right? This is a long lead time stuff. And then once you meet with them, you've got to convince them that you're worth doing dealing with. And for them, they treat it like a slow burn relationship. You need to be in front of them probably maybe up to a year before you'll make your first contract. So it's pretty rare that people will jump into bed with you straight away unless you've got some amazing product that they absolutely must have. But as I said, they they actually have um, a lot of KPIs, which means that there is money there to be spent with women-owned and women-led businesses or Indigenous or social traders. And so they buy anything from... Carpet and tea bags through to um, strategy sessions it could be anything. So, um, marketing is actually another one that's really interesting because they're always looking for unique and different angles and campaigns and things. So, um, there's a lot of opportunity with that. But finding those right people and staying the course, and often by the time you get to that first meeting, the person's changed, right? Because corporates change up all the time. So, that's a uh, yeah, just a bit of a challenge to think about.
1: Yeah, that's that's some interesting points there. And obviously looking at the longer game with a bigger organization, because for some small, medium-sized businesses, if they have one of these partnerships with a bigger organization, that can completely change their game, change their business entirely. But then obviously you don't want to be too dependent on one big partnership either. But it's funny about the quota that you mentioned. We had a session yesterday, strategy session with a business in the U.S., they're quite big and they said that they actually have now their business is female owned majority 51 Mm percent, because of those reasons because they especially they said in the u.s and it's similar here but even it's probably even more so the focus in the in u.s in the u.s they get advantages just by being female majority female owned
0: yeah, and look, you get a seat at the table. Uh, I guess that's the big thing. And as I said before, that can be really painful to get through. But you still need to have a product or a service that's worthwhile. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Westpac, there was a lady that um, had it created her own tea and Westpac um, met with her and they decide they do a bit of a trial and the board actually really liked the tea. But well, they rolled it out across every branch across Australia. So she went from having a very little business to a massive business, like, overnight. oh that's
1: a great story i know
0: so it comes with all sorts of um challenges of course because then you've got to finance all that stuff so you know there's a lot of um things to think about with corporates but we actually do um, an event called big deals and heels so if anyone is female owned come and have a look at that um, because it's quite unique in getting women in front of the big corporates
1: that sounds great. Is that on your website? We can put that mm-hmm. in the show notes too, yeah, businessinheals.com.au, and then they can find it there. Dot yeah. com. Dot com, yeah, mm-hmm. businessinheals.com. Great. Is there anything else that you would like to share on this topic of collaborations and partnerships?
0: Uh, I think, look, trying to find other um people that have real reach is um, something for collaborators. So maybe if you're a small business owner and you don't have a lot of clients but you really want to get somewhere with some reach, maybe collaborating with an industry body, um, a chamber of commerce or somebody who has a lot of other um, organisations under their banner is a good way to halo your business quite quickly. And so, you, you know, you need to find what are those organisations or groups that have a large number of members that can actually help you step out of being small.
1: Yeah, and there are so many of those. And then one one last one, and, and we have other episodes specifically on this topic, and, and I don't want it to call it influencer marketing, but there are also collaborations that you can do with accounts on social media that are large that you can cross-promote each other through social media which can also have a massive impact with if we do it in a collaboration sort of way instead of doing a paid a paid partnership I think that can be really really helpful
0: yeah and just on that you know if it's not as opposed to -to one-to-one so if you get a team of about eight or nine um, and we actually do this when we publish our books the authors all halo each other's stuff and push it out and just in the constant liking, sharing, commenting on each other's posts through the algorithms. It just blows things out enormously. So it's a really great way to grow your business.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now, just as a last quick question, what are some of your all-time favorite books?
0: Mm, Okay, well- I'm sure you have a lot. I have a lot. I love books. So um, Lord of the Rings is one of my faves. Um, So a lot of them have- in the fantasy realm, I just think it's so, so clever, you know, the story's so intricate and so clever and, um, you know, it would appear to be a bit of an overview of some of what we keep seeing today in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of my favourites. I love a lot of the Matthew Rileys, which are just crazy, you know, thriller, knife-edge type things. I I read a lot of different things and I love... um, you know, some really interesting textbooks like Blue Ocean Strategy and things like that, that really make you think very left to center. So as you can see, my taste is very eclectic.
1: Yeah, I like it. I actually, (laughs) yeah, that's really cool. For a few years, I would only read business books, so nonfiction or just, you know, the occasional fiction one. And then I realized that when I read more fiction, which I have been doing a little bit more lately, the last few years, my writing becomes a lot better too, because, the words and the imagination and the creativity in those books is, is really helpful to help also with the vocabulary and how we communicate. So I love that. Is there anything else, one last thing that you would love to share? One last word of wisdom for
0: business owners? Well, I look collaboration to me is the best way to grow your business. So if you don't have a lot of collaborators you're probably feeling very uncomfortable about sales. So uh, it's the only way to grow and be comfortable. And isn't it nice to have other people selling you rather than you selling you? Um, so if you haven't got it, really encourage you to, to get a whole lot of collaborators around you. It's a much more fun way to grow your business.
1: I agree. And and one thing that that we always talk about here, too, is that business is a team sport. So you don't have to do this on your own. You mm-hmm. can find your team and, and play together and support each other. So very much agree with that. And our theme actually at Basic Bananas for this year is connection. We call it Mission X inside internally. It's just a secret code that we have internally with the team. And it's all about connection this year. So collaboration is one of those ways to find connection. With people.
0: Love yeah. it.
1: Thank you so much again, Lisa, for taking the time for being here. Apologies for the dog, anyone. I did, <laughs> did kick her out now. <laughs> and we will also put the uh, links in the show notes. So make sure you check out businessinheels.com. And is there any other links that you would like to say now? And then we will also put them in the show notes or just, just the main domain. That's the main
0: one. right
1: and they can find anything on their events the deals stay etc yeah perfect awesome and you listener thank you so much again for tuning in we really appreciate having you here if you know any other business owners who would benefit from this particular show please send them this link also to the show and also any women in business make sure you also let them know about business in heels amazing organization supporting women in business and also corporate women so Super awesome to have you here, Lisa. Thank you so much again.
0: Thank you. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.